Hey everybody, it's What's Up with Coco Mulder, and today we are talking first generation student success. Now, if you are somebody that has a lot of time on your hand and you want to go on over to firstgen.naspa.org, you are more than welcome to use that as a resource and a reference for information on advocacy, on policies, on programs, on services, on research, on journal articles, engagement, and all the news that's related to first gen student success. But what I want to talk about, why I want to talk about first gen um, student success is because I went to meet with one of my schools that I support in terms of scholarships, and it happens to be a parochial school. And for those people who don't know that, it's a Christian private school. Um, but I support both public, private, uh, and charter schools in terms of my scholarship. And um, when you ask anybody, you know, uh, what the definition of a first gen is, it, it really is based on who you ask. And the definition itself, can be um, difficult depending on who you're asking. But first-gen student means that these students are, um, are kids who have parents who did not complete a four-year college or university degree. Now, you have a lot of kids who uh, feel that they aren't first-gen because maybe their parents have completed an associate's degree. Um, but again, some colleges or universities have different definitions of what that is. And so please, please make sure that you... Uh, check on um, with the school's admission counselors and advisors and all of that to see if your child um, is a first-gen student. So how do we identify uh, first-gens in our organization is we ask the student, has anyone in your family, in your immediate family and household ever gone to college and completed college? Um, and if they say no, then we consider them to be first-gen. Um, some people will say, are you still a first gen student? If you, you know, if your parents started college and didn't finish their degree, uh, we still consider those, uh, students, uh, first gen. Um, are you a, a first gen student? If any of your other family members, uh, step parents, siblings, or grandparents went to college? Um, yes, because being a first gen means that your parents did not complete, a four-year college or, or university degree, regardless of what other family members or, you know, old, older siblings or all of that. It is really your parents that uh, make a difference in whether or not you identify as a first-gen. Um, so let's talk about it, right? Because what I'm finding is that students who qualify or, or identify or who can be defined as first-gen um, have a different pathway to getting into and through college, <laughs> right? Well, number one is paying for college. Um, number two is remaining in college. And then number three is completing college. Um, and so those are three pathways that, you know, somebody in my position wants to um, make sure a student is actually being successful. And so there are a lot of, you know, valuable uh, resources out here in the world that parents can look for. Um, but what I want to talk to is um, those kids who are making a decision to pursue a post-secondary um, opportunity, right? So whether that's a two-year, four-year degree, whether that's a skilled trade certificate, whether that's an apprenticeship that leads to um, a skilled trade, whether that's GED assistance, whether that's uh, gaining a certificate in some field that you feel, um, you know, uh, is important, for example, uh, barber schools and um, MUAs and um, 
estheticians and things like that. These are all valuable post-secondary opportunities that young people can pursue. Now, most kids feel, you know, think that all they have to do is, you know, uh, go to the college website, fill out the application and 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 then boom, they get into school. But that is just that's just not how it happens. And <laughs> you know, I'm not one to put anything in the way of um, the complexity of going to school, but there are a lot of things that mm -hmm. first gen students need to be aware of. One, who you are and how you identify uh, makes a difference in what schools you may attend. For example, you may be a BIPOC student, right? And a lot of people are not, may not be familiar with BIPOC, um, but you may be that. You may identify as queer or trans. Um, you may identify as um, a, a student with veteran or military status. We do have students that go to the military and then they leave the military and they have never, ever attended a college or university. So those kids qualify um, for our program. You may have a student who is in a working class or low income household. Um, you may be a student who lives in a rural area. You may be a student who has disabilities. You may be a student who is identified and classified as DACA. Um, a documented student is what they're called. Um, these are all identifiers for how kids may or may not um, get into colleges or universities. So how do you apply to college? How do you find schools to apply apply to? Who do you ask about colleges outside of uh, your college counselors and all of that. Well, you know, sometimes counselors can be overwhelmed and they may not be able to uh, help you get through. Uh, but there is an application that I want parents to be aware of, and that's the College Board's um, universal application. You can go there. You can go to the College Board's uh, website. And if you are not familiar with that, go to bigfuture.collegeboard.org and complete the common application. Okay. When you complete the common application, these kids who do it early enough, let me tell you, the early bird gets the word, uh, uh, worm parents, the earlier you uh, submit your FAFSA and get all your information into the system and apply to schools, the earlier you get a decision about schools. Um, there are fee waivers for uh, many applications that are out there. Uh, some colleges still require testing. So if your kid has not taken the SAT um, standardized test, those are things that you want to be making sure that you are aware of. So whatever college that you decide that you want to try and get admissions to, you need to make sure that you understand the requirements for those universities and how um, if you don't have these things done in a timely fashion, it can impact your ability to be there. OK, so if you go to bigfuture.collegeboard.org and create a profile, there's a lot of resources there. So back to high school guidance counselors, trusted teachers, administrators or, or family members who've already gone through the process, because if you're first gen, that means your parents don't even understand the process. And parents, if you don't understand the process, there's nothing wrong with you asking how the process works because you want your child to have a better future than you had. I'm just saying it's it's really that simple. 
You may not have done it, but that doesn't mean that you need to keep your kid from doing it. Now, if there are programs like mine, like the Promise Zone that are out there that can provide financial uh, assistance that would help your kid not be in debt, then don't deter them from doing it. Because one of the number one indicators for pulling yourself out of poverty is education. And that's, that's just the bottom line. So what I want you to also do is another uh, option is to look into community-based programming for colleges or universities. Like I said, locally, I am a scholarship um, opportunity for students where I am. And so kids who live in my district and who graduate out of my district are automatically qualified for my scholarship. However, if you live outside and you don't, you graduate from one of my schools, you don't get my money. So you have to make sure that you know what the requirements are for your local scholarships and opportunities that are around you. And then once you have kind of narrowed down uh, what you want to do and where you want to go, then the single best practice for identifying schools to apply to is go where the money is. Parents, I know your kid may have a desire to go to, you know, the University of Chicago or want to go over to, you know, UC Berkeley and all of that stuff. Uh, Let me tell you, if they are not offering up money, there's no reason for your child to go in debt. Okay. Most of our debt comes from trying to live and eat on the campuses our kids are trying to go to. Okay. I remember when I was in college, man, I knew that I immediately needed to make sure that the job on campus that I had was that of an RA so that I did not have to worry about a uh, room and board. Okay. My food and who, where I was staying because knowing that resource was available made sure that I could stay in school and not have to worry about the financial burden. Okay. This may not be the case at, you know, other schools, but make sure you understand your resources and what are available to you. Okay. Um, How well do I need to do on my SAT and ACT to get into school? That's another thing that you need to know. There are some schools that have, because of COVID, okay, and we're coming out of that COVID um, uh, genre, but because of COVID, they've been allowed to waive SAT and ACT scores. So please make sure that you know what schools are waiving those um, tests. But let me tell you, if your child takes that test, takes that SAT or takes that ACT and their scores are above a 1060, 1090, especially on the SAT, they are in the scholarship realm. Okay, so not doing it eliminates access to scholarships from the university perspective. So please make sure that you know what the standards are for the schools and universities that you apply to. That's SAT or ACT. And how do you prepare for the SAT and ACT? Let me tell you, if there is a SAT or ACT prep course at your school and your kid is not enrolled in it and your kid is just uh, playing Fortnite and, and video games at night versus being enrolled in one of these courses that I'm pretty sure if they're first gen that their schools are offering for them to take on a Saturday morning. Yes, they get up 9 to 11, take the class and then take pre, you know, pre-exams prior to the exam. Y'all, y'all, y'all losing me. It makes no sense to not be doing that. So that's the next thing you need to be thinking about. And then what schools you attend, you need to know how much it's going to cost you. You need to know what it's going to cost you down to the fees, because a lot of these universities and colleges are attaching fees, 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 and you need to make sure that you can cover all of the cost of attending a university or college. Okay. And then making sure that that FAFSA is completed as early as possible. Let me tell you, I would be, if I was a parent, making sure that in my kid's junior year, 
at the end of their junior year that they had created an uh, FSID because that FSID, if you are first gen kid, please know, or you are a family who has a first gen kid, please know that that FSID stays with that kid for the rest of their lives through all of their academic career through any post-secondary opportunity, whether it's a bachelor's degree, associate's degree, master's degree, mm-hmm. PhD degree, okay? these This ID stays with them for the rest of their life. It's just like their social security number. It never changes, okay? So once they do that, they fill out their FAFSA. And parents, I'm going to ask y'all, if anybody is listening and they don't have a high school student, that you don't hold your child's information hostage, You should be showing your child at an early age how to memorize their own social security number, how to make sure that they have access to their information. And they don't have to have access to your freaking uh, tax uh, stuff, but it would be helpful if after 18 years, you'd be considerate enough to give them access to that so that they can qualify for scholarships. I'm just saying. You can take it how you want to take it, but don't hold your child's Mm -hmm. information hostage because you can. So... Where can I find scholarships to pay for college? Please, please, please start doing your research early. Your high school guidance counselor, college prep officer. um, There are people in the community who give out scholarships. There are local sororities, fraternities, and and clubs that give out scholarships. You have the JCs, the Lions. You have uh, Optimist Clubs. You have Garden Clubs. You have um, uh, uh, family uh, alumni clubs. All of these places offer scholarships. But again, the early... You do the earlier you do it, the better off you have in order to gain access to those. And so, if you are uh, a student who is a first first gen, please note that there are options for you. Do not let somebody deter you, because again, if you are a first gen plus student, okay, those are those students who again identify a certain way. You know, you you have access as well, okay. Those BIPOC students, you know, Black First Gen students, they're organizations that you can look into to um, to gain, you know, um, uh, tips and tools on being successful as you graduate. You're a Latino student, Latinx student, uh, Native American student. There are so many resources. So please make sure that you go to firstgen.naspa.org. Or again, go to the college board, go to bigfuture.collegeboard.org. Use these resources, parents, students. If your parent is not savvy, don't hold it against them because they've never had the opportunity to do it themselves. You also have to take some onus and figure out what's possible for yourself. So I just wanted to just briefly come on and just talk about that first gen uh, process because even parents who have money, you know, there are parents who bypass it because they had the grace of God to, to just be a great entrepreneur and all of that kind of stuff. So they didn't even have to go to college. But uh, everybody is not in that situation. OK, so please make sure that you are going to these two resources that I've given you to get you some follow up information. And I wish you all well. Have a blessed week. And remember, do a random act of kindness because you never know what somebody is going through.